Hey everybody, welcome to episode 97 of the Masterclass. My name is Cam, and I'm joined by my good friend Dave. What's up? Ah, I don't know what's up. Ah, I know what's up. The White Sox beat the Tigers today by a score of 11-2. to Well, this has been episode 97. Thanks for listening. Cam and I are no longer friends. 11-2. to I, I purposely didn't check the score before I came over here. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you going to watch the game? No. I no, just, you just didn't want to know. Yeah, I should have known. Uh, Tim Tebow homered in his minor league debut. You know what? I'm excited for that guy. I think that's very cool. And wasn't it like an opposite field home run, know. too? I have no idea. It was just the top of my <laughs> The uh, Tigers-White Sox game was actually the MLB TV free game of the day. So, yes, I'm confessing to watching baseball while at work. Well, to be fair, the Tigers won the first game. So. They did win the first game. Yes. Both teams are a whopping one and one. One and one, which is better than the Royals at 0-3. Sick Against burn, the Dave. Twins. The Twinkies? The Twinkies. Yeah. All right, well, you Cleveland. want more baseball talk? Yeah. Check out Mendoza exactly. Line. Exactly. <laughs> Supermegacorp.net slash Mendoza Line. Where they actually know what they're talking about. Oh, you know what you're talking about, Dave. Give yourself some credit, buddy. I'm, I, I truly am excited that baseball is excited. It started this week. I do love baseball. My fantasy team's getting worked. <laughs> Bad. Having a rough week. But anyways, that's not what we're here to talk about. No. We're here to talk about Jesus and the Bible and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the category of things of that nature, uh, I have a question for you, Dave. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's your fault. I didn't re- remember it until you, met, you said something while we were talking before we recorded, and it sparked a memory in my brain. Oh, no. And so I went and found it. Uh, my buddy and listener of the show, Justin, sent me, uh, we uh, had a text message conversation yesterday while we were at work. Sorry, bosses. <laughs> and uh, he just sent me this. He said, listening to John Piper, dot, dot, dot. He said, I, for my part, have very little interest in doing something that has very little effect on eternity. Thoughts. Hmm. Well, I guess I'm a little bit curious as to what effects on eternity eating lunch, uh, going to the bathroom, sleeping. Seems like we do a lot of things that maybe don't have to be kind of a little bit snarky and a little bit drawing that argument out to the most logical i mean sitting in traffic at a red light little effect on eternity but yet we all find ourselves in those moments so (laughs) and don't get me wrong i i guess i understand what he's saying so i think in the in the things that aren't uh necessary for living and the things that you can actually choose to do like breathing is not an option yeah i would i would i would venture to say based on just what Justin sent me is that in the things that we have a choice of what we get to do, John Piper is interested in doing things that apparently have uh, something larger than very little effect on eternity. 
and so so in my tongue-in-cheek response i guess i that that is one of the things that i'm a little bit curious as to what that means um because i do wholeheartedly believe that christians followers of christ uh believers are called to do every everyday jobs i i believe we are called to be businessmen and women i believe we are called to be teachers i believe we are called to you know be computer programmers i believe that is part of uh you know we refer to dallas willard often and in divine conspiracy dallas does say jesus could have done the job that you did uh now every time he says that i always think hmm he must assume there aren't any strippers or pimps or drug dealers reading divine conspiracy which is probably a fair assumption but you never know uh anyway so <laughs> i defer to somebody that has lived life longer than i have because i am continue that is one thing that i have found to be true is is life goes longer for me the things that I used to hold important seem to continue to be stripped away and things that have eternal impact seem to take more and more priority in my life. And so for John Piper, who's probably at least 20 years older than I am, if not more, I'm guessing he's at, he's at that stage where he's looking, he's probably closer to, what is, you know, the impact of my life and that sort of a thing. So I guess I would need a definition of not doing things because I guess to one extreme I could go, well, does that mean that everybody has to do full-time ministry all the time and we need to be telling people about Jesus all the time? Or does he believe that, you know, entering data into a computer to the glory of Christ has etern- has an impact on eternity. That, so that's that's kind of my. Do, am I even making sense? You kind of look yeah. Like no, I was just thinking about. Yeah, a job like data entry, but I mean, you said entering data into computer to the glory of Christ, and I was like, <laughs> you can't do that. It's data. But then, if you think about it, it really is you you your work ethic, the way that you treat your coworkers, your your bosses, the people that you lead, um, the way that you carry yourself, the the things that you do and don't participate in on the job, that's all, you know, while your job may be, you know, school teacher, you do a lot of other things while you're at your job other than, you know, teach or uh, uphold the law or make websites. There's, There's people and there's lives that are, you know, intertwining there and i think that you could easily have you know a non-glorious fabulous job and still make a greater impact on eternity in the sense of the lives of those people around you Mm -hmm. than someone who's famous yeah who may have an incredibly detrimental effect depending upon what they choose to do or not do or yeah, you know, participate in or or whatever, um, and so yeah, I think it's it's like at first, it really kind of grabs you. You're like, oh yeah, hmm, and 
and I think that's a good thing to make you consider like, what am I doing with the things that I have choices over? Um, and I think it is something that we need to contemplate what we're, um, spending our time doing, what we're spending our money on, um, what our life, uh, amounts to. And I've been having like a quarter life crisis the last two weeks. Like, oh, I'm 30, I've accomplished, you know, jack squad and blah, blah, blah. And just being, like, real down on myself, you know? Um, and so, like, I see a quote like that, and I'm like, I've not done crap for eternity. And it's like, I don't know that. Yeah. You can never know that. You never know what impact you're going to have. Um, so, I don't know. I think it's, I think it is certainly something that we should be considering regularly is what are we doing with the time and the resources and the people we've been, you know, given essentially. And that doesn't mean we can't ever have fun. No. You know, because again, in it's in the living of life together that, you can have honest discussions about truth and about love and about creation and about right versus wrong and uh, about organized religion and all of those things. It's, it's, it's much easier and much safer for everybody, not just the person trying to evangelize, but the person who is, you know, opening themselves up to it to do so with a friend rather than some stranger who's street preaching. Cause that's a thing, you know, Outside of a bar. Yes. Shaming all the people that are going in to have beer. <laughs> Hold on, let me let me take a sip of my beer. Give me a second. <laughs> so I don't know. I just thought it was really interesting and, and Justin and I had a bit of a um discussion about that. Um one that I think that we will continue to have. We're going spoonbill fishing in the Ozarks in a couple weekends. What is that? Spoonbill? Is a giant ugly fish. It's terrible. Like he's, I think he's caught, he's caught two, one, the last one last year and one the year before that. And I want to say, without exaggerating, hold on, I'm finding it right now. His first one was, uh, I've got a video of it, but I think it was like either 59 or 69 pounds. Oh my gosh. And they've got these big like spoons for bills. On, so like a normal fish and it's got like a, like a foot long, like flat ladle soup spoon for a nose. And yeah, so we're going down with, with some of his neighbors and acquaintances of mine um, to catch giant fish. And so I imagine, you know, around the fire, we'll have some conversations about, this sort of stuff, but yes. we'll see. So I'm going to, I'm going to sum up my answer. Okay. One, I, th- I think I agree with that. I agree with what John Piper is saying because I, I venture to guess that things that have an impact on eternity is probably a broader category than my initial snarky kind of comment. And when I think about things like, just watching TV for no other reason than 
I'm vegging out. I want to be entertained. I, I don't want to do anything. And I kind of think about that and I'm like, yeah, you know, that probably doesn't have much impact on eternity. Probably not the best use of my time. Again, as I said, as I think you get older, I think those things come more and more into focus in terms of this is a good use of my time. This isn't. Um, but then I kind of think about something like, well, uh, to open up our discussion, baseball. You know, is there something inherently more noble of watching a baseball game versus watching a Will Ferrell movie? No. No. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it depends on which Will, Will Ferrell movie. Will Ferrell movie. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I'm with you. That, that, the concept behind that is something that's like, yes, I would love to live my life in that way. That if something does not have an impact on eternity, then it's not worth doing. But I would, I think I, my, I think that's much broader than what I was initially making the comment on. And the verse that's coming to my mind is First Thessalonians 2.8. And I, I particularly like the NIV, NIV version of this verse other than others. And it says, uh, because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. And I'm not as good at this as, as I was when I was a full-time youth pastor. This is one of the things that I, I personally believe I did well, is mundane tasks for me were often opportunities um, to do life on life with other people. And so uh, if I was going to do laundry um, at that particular time, it was not unusual for me to grab a kid, a high school kid or somebody, and say, I'm going to laundry mat to do my laundry. You want to go hang out for an hour? And then we would have a conversation, you know, while doing uh, laundry. I just, I found when I was doing mundane tasks, and I wasn't necessarily in a place of wanting to be alone and just be introverted a little bit, that I would seize those opportunities to, to, to hang out with people. And um, I do do that a little bit with my family now more than, you know, youth kids or somebody I'm discipling. Um, but it, again, that concept of not just sharing the gospel with others, but our lives as well. And I think there are just so many contexts for like what you're talking about with going fishing. Yes, you're going to go fishing, but there's life on life and there's going to be discussion. And while everything may not be centered on the Bible and Jesus and God, you're still going to have conversations that matter and have an impact on eternity. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, um, you know, I think personally too, for me, um, you know, my when I do things with friends at work, one of my again, one of my favorite things is to go to ball games with friends from work. And while vast majority of that time is going to be about baseball and sport, where people are getting paid ungodly amounts of money to play a game, um, I still think there's there's an opportunity where conversation will reflect on 
marriage and kids and our jobs and things that, um, and maybe even a little bit of griping and bitching about the way things are and how <laughs> we wish things were different. Um, but ultimately, if your if your foundation is Christ and you're spending time with Him through prayer and Scripture, that is going to overflow in your life in those conversations, and I think people will see that. So I agree. Longer than I wanted to be, but that's just kind of how we roll, Dave. <laughs> that's our that's our mo. Sure, we say we're going to go forty. We go an hour. <laughs> Because I can't it's stop just, talking. It's bonus material, you know? Extra free. It's, it's, you know, free podcasting. It's like extra innings in baseball. Free baseball. Except hopefully by the time we get to 40 minutes, we're not, you know, hitting a 0-0 zero, zero tie. We've hopefully <laughs> provided a little more uh, value and entertainment than, than that. So, all right. Well, that was a fun that was good. or interesting yes. or both yes. intro topic. Sorry, I'm having a moment where I feel like I've never podcasted before. So if my <laughs> if my words uh, don't come out great, I apologize. You're forgiven. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, well, before we move on to the main topic, uh, where should people check out the show notes, Dave? They should check the show notes out at Super Mega Corp. Net. They should also With some check- confidence, Dave. <laughs> they should also check it out. You didn't. You didn't finish the the, the address. Supermegacorp.net slash oh slash masterclass because there are multiple podcasts. Yeah. on the Supermegacorp. And what episode is this? This is ninety seven. So it'd be masterclass slash slash ninety seven. Okay, so <laughs> so Supermegacorp.net slash masterclass slash nine seven. Yes. Yes. Indeed. And I personally listen to a podcast on my iPhone. And hopefully it won't start playing here in the background. But interestingly enough, as I listen to it, there's actually information right there on the little app. There is. So you All the show notes are right there. The show notes are right there. So that's kind of fun, too. And I'm... Always super appreciative of the way Cam does our show notes. Oh, thanks, buddy. You do that quite well. So, well, I try. And it and it's funny because I'm always like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. So, <laughs> and then if people want to get in touch, they can reach you on Twitter at Cam Brennan. Indeed. Reach me at David J Hogue on Twitter. So professional. So professional. Or they can email us at hello at supermegacorp.net. Nailed it. So, and we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, seriously, it'd be fun. So, all right, you going to read our scripture for us tonight? Oh boy, sure. But before I do, I just want to say thank you to Will B, oh, Katie, yeah. and Rachel for one more month of support on Patreon. Really appreciate it, guys. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. I think we'll give you guys a discount on the t shirts. That's what I think we're going to do. Because that's something else I have to talk about before we get to the Bible. We've mentioned it before. We've discussed it. We've decided. It's t-shirt time again, ladies and gentlemen. For those of you that don't remember or are new-er to the show, then, you know, 
a year or two ago, we did t-shirts. Uh, we made uh, She Bear t-shirts. And I wish I remember what episode it was in. Yes. But it's the question. story where, uh, is it Elijah or Elisha? I can never remember. I think it's Elijah. Elijah. Okay. He's getting pretty much escorted out of town by a bunch of rowdy hooligan types. And then they curse him and God and two angry she bears come out and maul like 30 of them. And so the front of the t-shirt had a she bear on it and the back said pride cometh before the she bears. <laughs> You've been warned folks. Um, so this year's uh, t-shirt, not even this year's, just the t-shirt we're going to do. Cause we're not doing this on a, on a schedule is uh, I was so wrong. It's Elisha. S H A. Oh, I'm so disappointed in you, Dave. Second Kings. Uh, yeah. So the, uh, the t-shirts this time around are going to be from Dave's days. We're throwing it back <laughs> and they're going to say, Jesus is coming. Look busy. Yes. And, uh, I think we'll ha- we know we're going to have one color combination. We'll probably have a second one, um, just for variety's sake. And we will let you guys know when those are available for, for purchase. And we do that through Teespring. And so it's usually there's a certain amount of time where t-shirts are available and then they are no longer available. So you have to get them within that time frame. And uh, it's like a campaign. And if we hit our number, then they get made. And if we don't have that number, they don't get made. It's kind of like Kickstarter in that way, but it's just for batch t-shirt processing. So once we have finalized the design and the colors, we will announce it here on the show and everywhere else. And we think it's <laughs> sorry. I feel like someone just fell down your staircase. Um, but yeah, if you want one of those t-shirts, stay tuned. We'll post it everywhere. We ever post anything multiple times. So you won't miss it. Yes. And yeah, our Patreon supporters are going to get a bit of a discount. I've decided they deserve it. They've been supporting us and we appreciate it. So yes, you guys will get a, a, a kickback on the t-shirts. All right, now that all the thanking and exciting announcements are over. Mm-hmm. You know what I just did, Dave, and I realized it last week? I just did announcements in between the intro and the main part of our podcast. You're acting just like the church. I know, and I hate it. And <laughs> as I was saying it last week, I was like, crap, we do this. And I just did it again. That's all right. Whoa, whoa am I, Dave. What a hypocrite. Yes. We all are. That's it. We're doing announcements first thing next week. Okay. I'm done with putting it in the middle. Mixing it up. No, we're going to start doing it correctly. That's <laughs> what, we've been doing it wrong. Oh, well. It's not like I grew up in the church and haven't had that my whole life. as the way you do things. All right. We are at the very end of Matthew 26, one of the longest chapters. 75 whole verses. And we are at uh, verse 69 through the end. Now, Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard, and a servant girl came up to him and said, You also were with Jesus the Galilean. But he denied it before them all, saying, I do not know what you mean. And when he went out to the entrance, another servant girl saw him, and she said to the bystanders, This man was with Jesus of Nazareth. And again he denied it with an oath, I do not know the man. And after a little while, the bystanders came up and said to Peter, Certainly you too are one of them, for your uh, accent betrays you. Then he began to invoke a curse on himself and to swear, 
I do not know the man. And immediately the rooster crowed, and Peter remembered the saying of Jesus, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. Ooh. Yeah, that's pretty heavy. Poor Peter. Uh, I don't really feel bad for him. No? No. I'm not the sympathetic type, Dave. You know that. <laughs> now, if it was me, you know, I'd feel bad for me because of what a dummy I was. But that's just, that's just Peter being Peter, right? Huh. Yeah. He is. Um, this actually goes back to earlier in the verse. Yeah, I have all kinds of things popping up here. Uh, but basically, earlier, maybe it's even a, no, it's verse thirty. Uh, basically, Peter tells Jesus, "Though they all fall away because of you, I will never fall away." And Jesus tells him, "Truly, I tell you, this very night before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times." Even if I must die with you, I will not deny you. And then it happened. So, yeah. That would be quite crushing to be in that situation. Well, yeah. And I think it's funny that he doesn't catch it while it's happening. But then the second the rooster crows, it like, I'm picturing like movie montage, you know, in his brain. Of like Jesus having this conversation, and it's just like whoosh, you know, and he hits, he, he realizes, you know, the the metaphorical uh, face palm. Yes, and then he weeps bitterly. Um, so I guess what I find interesting is that, as far as we know, Peter's the only one that hangs around. For a little bit, anyways. Mm-hmm. As far as we know, everyone else has um, vanished. Failed, yes. And Peter's just kind of hanging out in the courtyard, trying to figure out what's going to happen. So, like, up to this point, he has done what he said he was going to do. Things are looking good as far as, you know, that stuff's concerned. It's looking terrible because Jesus is, you know, about to go through hell. Um, but then, as soon as he gets called out, he goes on the defensive. Which is, I don't know about you, Dave, a very uh, common reaction. I would say so, yes. And, but then like each time his defense, his defensiveness um, accelerates or gets greater. So the first time he's just like, I don't know what you mean. Like, just leave me alone. And then um, he went, he went out to the, towards the entrance. So he's getting further from Jesus because he's been made. Right. And then, um, another servant girl saw him and said, you know, this, this man was with Jesus. And he said, uh, he denied it with an oath. Like, I swear to God, I do not. And anytime anyone ever says like, I swear, you know, they're lying. Yes. You know, cause yes. they can't let their yes be yes. And their no be no. Right. They have to, over, I swear on my mother's grave, I didn't. Yeah, you totally did what you said you didn't do. <laughs> like, I feel like we've had this conversation before. Um, 
And so his response escalates of, you know, I swear, I don't know what you mean. And then he still hangs around. And again, they say, certainly your accent gives you away. And he's like, I do not know what do you mean. My <laughs> what accent? Huh? I am just like a you. I don't know what that was. I wanted to start French and then I wound up with like a terribly bad. <laughs> I don't even know, like a mockery of a bad Italian. Ac- that was folks. I'm usually a lot better at accents than that. That was a travesty. I'm ashamed. I apologize. Apology accepted. God, that was brutal. Yeah. I Thank you. The, Go save me. Well, one of the things, <laughs> and I know I've mentioned this before is, uh, the musical, uh, Jesus Christ superstar. And I don't know. I don't totally recall what I've said earlier in my, but I, I did not grow. I, I did not grow up in a Christian home per se. My mom tried to get us to go to church and we went to church on occasion, but, um, it was not, you know, faith was not developed there. And I actually became a Christian as a teenager about the same, well, I became involved in the church as a teenager about the same time my mom did. But that movie, without being a Christian, really struck a chord with me. Like, I remember watching it and being very much like, this is real. This is true. This isn't just, and I still to this day can't completely complain that other than it's, it was the Holy Spirit. And uh, one of the things that just stands out to me um, out of the multiple things in that movie is that on Peter's third denial in that movie, he ad- like it, it, it is, it's that very thing of just like almost like a fist pounding the table and saying, I don't know him. Like it, it's just an exasperation of, you know, quit. I, I don't know him. I don't, I don't know him. And um, just how heartbreaking that must have been. Kind of what you were talking about with the with the rooster crowing. Of I'm I'm you know he's so focused on himself and preserving his own life and and making sure that he doesn't get implicated as being a follower of Christ. And then that rooster crows, and it's it, it is it, there's a that switch that just gets flipped for him, and just his heart breaks, I believe, and he is just broken because here he is denied um, Jesus three times when within hours, if not days, he was proclaiming his loyalty to Jesus and that he would follow him and the reality of that is sinking in. And I don't, you know, for Peter, I, based on what I see in scripture of him, he is such a passionate man. And this is not for him just about not sticking to his word. It is truly about betraying a friend and maybe even a bit of a realization who that friend is in terms of um, being God, being Jesus. Um, and I guess the second piece for me is, is I don't know that I've ever completely just outright denied or betrayed Jesus. Cause I just one don't think that opportunity has presented itself a whole lot. 
but I don't know that I've always stood up for my faith or, um, well, one of the things that stands out come to my mind is, is people, um, uh, using the phrase GD in terms of God, you know, and it, it will, that, that's one of those phrases that when I hear it, it truly bothers me. And not just because I'm anti-cussing and, and bad words, because I do that plenty. But it, there is this sense of, you're disrespecting God and that's not right. But I will say vast majority of the time, I don't speak up and I don't say anything. And that's one of those times where I know it's such a small thing, but I just am always like, why is that so hard for me to just ask somebody, please don't do that. And then I look at Peter in the situation that he is, where he's probably truly fearing for his life. And I'm like, yeah, I'd probably behave in a very, very similar way if I was, if I was Peter. So. I definitely wouldn't have even made it three. <laughs> just been, like, I'm out. Yep. See ya. Oh, what's that? Billy's stuck in a well? Okay, I'll come help. <laughs> Which I imagine at the time was a totally legitimate reason to leave. Then <laughs> It doesn't really apply nowadays. But back then, they, they relied on wells. Yes, it could have happened. Like, oh, well, that Billy, he doesn't quite understand how these things work. The bucket <laughs> goes down, not you. So, and then the other thing that, that as you were reading this time, that had never really... Um, stood out to me before is that he said he invoked a curse on himself. Not advisable. Yeah. I can honestly say that's something I've never, ever done in all my years is invoke a curse on myself. Yeah. I'm not into voodoo. So, (laughs) Yeah. I don't know yet to invoke a curse on himself and to swear. I do not know the man. Hmm. I don't know. Seems weird. And may well, yeah. No, never mind. I had an idea, but stupid. And I don't. You know, maybe maybe it's kind of what you were talking about earlier in terms of, you know, when people start saying "I swear," you know, blah 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 blah. Maybe that's kind of in that same vein of. Cross my heart, hope to die, stick a needle in my eye, that sort of yeah. nonsense. Yeah. Think about what you're saying. That all sounds terrible. <laughs> you know, and so when he starts invoking the curse, um, our common language today is, I swear by whatever it is that you swear by. Um, and it, it probably was just a much more common practice back then. Uh, a way to convince people that what you're saying is the truth. Yeah, so we we get to the end and we realize that Peter has done exactly what Jesus has said, which brings Jesus' record to like, you know, 2000 and 0. (laughs) He just wins every time. Um, But we're kind of left hanging here. Like Peter just leaves crying we we don't really know at this point 
what Jesus's, you know, current situation is. Like we leave Jesus, you know, with the idiots who don't know what prophesying is. Um, take a quick little detour to Peter outside, and then next week we'll jump back into Jesus' storyline. But I just find it interesting that um, the author inserted this little bit about Peter right in the middle of the storyline of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, tells me that it's important. Tells me that it's something that we should know and something we should consider. Um, that we took a break from the most important storyline in the history of the world to have a little, you know, check in on the weather outside with Peter. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I, th- I think that that is something to consider, uh, you know, in your thinking time, why this would be included, what is important um, to learn about it. And perhaps this is included here so that in the end, when we see what becomes of Peter, we can realize that God always works through flawed people. And we get to see a lot of Peter's flaws, but we also get to see a lot of his strengths. And um, I think it's it's safe to say, and I think we, we know this to be true, that Jesus forgives even someone who does something like this. Yes. Not only forgives, but uses that person for the glory and uh, growth of the kingdom. Hmm. Which, you know, I made the joke earlier, like I wouldn't have made it three times. (laughs) I probably wouldn't have. And that, you know, says a lot about me, but that doesn't mean that Jesus can't use me despite all of my flaws sure to you know to work through me to do good for the kingdom mm-hmm. and i hope that's what he's doing and i hope that's what this podcast is doing is that god is using you and me to you know through our our flaws and and through our issues to you know share the story and truth of god the bible and Jesus time on earth um, with whoever to listen. Yes. You know, and you never know. You never know. Yep. You know, um, the one thought that I did have was, you know, in, in the whole scheme of us, I get that everybody else has left and that Peter is probably the one person still hanging around. But by human nature, we tend to compare ourselves with others. And I had this kind of just sense of, in that moment, is is Peter comparing himself to like everybody else that has left and going, oh, I'm the one that's still stuck around? Or is he going, I'm just like Judas? And Oh, I think he starts at the first one and winds up at the second one rather quickly. Yeah, and, and I don't, it never really, you know... We, we really just do suddenly put ourselves like in that worst case scenario. And I could see him just being in that, you know, as he's weeping bitterly of just being like, oh, I'm just like Judas. I'm just like the one who, who truly betrayed him and, and, and turned him over. And I might as well be the same as him. And then it kind of gets to that point of, you know, I'm not saying Peter contemplated suicide or anything like that, but it's just, you know, 
there's not a lot of other people to compare yourself to. And I know personally, if I'm kind of in this situation, I'm going to start comparing myself to Judas and basically saying, well, I'm the equivalent of him. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know. I just, yeah, it just, we kind of, we kind of go to those things that are sort of concrete that we can see and, and, and evaluate, evaluate ourselves against. Yeah, well, and, it's it's easy to not only jump to conclusions, but jump to extremes. And, you know, I don't know how many times I've said it here on the podcast, but, like, there is something about being in the middle of the extremes that is good. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know jumping from I'm better than the other disciples and we don't know this is how he felt. We're just, you know, this is a, uh, an exercise in how we would feel if we were in the situation. This is not exegesis. This is just <laughs> speculation, which is okay. Yeah. It's fine. I, I, and it's one of the things I don't think we do often enough today is allowing a, a creative imagination and putting ourselves in scripture and trying to be like, what was this person experiencing? What would I experience? Who would I be in this story? Those sorts of things. So Yeah. And so I, I think, you know, speaking for myself, it'd be like, oh, I'm the only one here. Wow, what a bunch of losers. Don't I look, you know, good? <laughs> yes. I mean, I always look. No, no, not, no. don't even. Uh, <laughs> and then as soon as it happens, realizing what I've done, you know, pride comes before the she bears, Peter, watch out. And then realizing, like, oh, my gosh, I'm just as bad as Judas. When in actuality, that entire time, you should be a lot more towards the middle of, like, why aren't other people here? Yeah. Not because I'm better than them, but, like, I should be concerned for them. Like, should I go be with them? Do I stay with Like, I want to be here. More out of concern for other people than as to how good I look because clearly he doesn't want to be made. Because he denies it, right? Mm-hmm. But then, too, when he when he goes through with the betrayal, the reaction shouldn't be "Oh, I'm worse than Judas." It should be, well, at this point, they don't really know because even though Jesus is pretty blatantly obvious about it, they don't really quite know what's going to happen yet. And the whole idea of you know forgiveness of sins without the law is uh, totally unknown to them, even though the Passover happened. They- <laughs> It's still just easy, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, as they say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, all that to say, for those of us, you know, living in uh, the AD realm, or sorry, the <clears throat> current era, if you don't want to give Jesus the uh, the credit for, you know, changing the time scale, that's whatever, it's all the same. It still changes at the same time. It doesn't matter if you want to call it BC or... BCE, it's all the same. Yeah. It's not like you just changed everything by 10 years just to make a point. You just don't want to use the name <laughs> Christ. I think that's really silly, but whatever. Um, yeah, those of us that are on, you know, this side of Jesus can see that even in our worst moments, God is still able to forgive. And not only to forgive, but use those moments for his glory if he chooses to. Yeah. And if he just settles for forgiving you, 
that's already the best thing in the world. Yes, it is. You don't have to go on to be, you know, the leader of the church in the known world for your um, low moment not to matter. Right. God works through people that he chooses, but he forgives everyone who comes with a repentant heart to him, right? Whoever believes in their heart and confesses with their uh, mouth that Jesus is the Son of God. Something like that, right? Right. The, the forgiveness is the greatest thing that you could ever hope for. And if God then chooses to use you in a way to build his kingdom, cherry on top, icing, whatever, you know, foam on top of your beer, it's all, <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. And I, a little bit of what you alluded to is, is uh, Peter's nickname is kind of the equivalent of the rock or rocky. And Jesus even says, you're the rock on which I build my church. And, and the wise man built his house upon the rock. Yes, that's true. And for, our, for those of you that, I mean, the concept in the Catholic Church, as in the, Holy, the Roman Catholic Church, is that Peter was the first pope. And every pope since then has his and I'm not So does that mean that he invented the awesome hat? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think he did. No. But that's disappointing. Just the creation of the uh I don't even know what I'm trying to say. The but, Pontifex. Yes, thank you. Um But yeah, whether whether you follow that tradition or not, there is in a very real way the modern church will was sort of Peter was that foundation. Uh, and then you have Paul that comes on the scene, and then you got the two of them kind of working out their faith with each other. But uh, those two. But in but in a very real way, this person who denied Christ three times, and we'll we'll get to this. I don't remember if it happens in twenty eight or twenty seven, but Jesus does kind of have a moment with Peter where he does restore him. And uh, yeah, I, I will just say Peter is the person that I'm not going to say I relate well to Peter because I don't think I'm like Peter. But as I look at Peter and my, my Christian faith and my walk, I'm always like, I'm glad there was a guy like you that was <laughs> like in the inner circle, hanging out with Jesus. And you still did the things you did because it makes me go, all right, you have firsthand knowledge. You have firsthand experience. I'm 2,000 years removed. Ready, yeah. fire, aim, Dave. <laughs> We're going to screw up a little bit. So, Well, I think that wraps it up for us this time. Sounds good. Uh, we will be back next time with episode 98. And then again, if you guys have ideas for episode 100. We're kind of on a time crunch here, people. We are. Um. And if you send in the best idea for episode 100 the day after we record it, I'm going to be very upset with you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm practicing my dad voice. I don't know. I need to work on it. So it's actually, I'll be very disappointed. I'm not upset. I'm just I'm disappointed. disappointed. Yeah. Yep, that's it for 97, guys. We're going to stop before I keep burying it. Bye. <laughs> Bye.